Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. Excellent. It's Big another, game tonight. I know, another one. <laughs> another one. I can't <laughs> believe we've had this many. <laughs> well, the street party keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, wow. This is, I think this is the last game here until they go there. Uh, and then after that, we'll see, I guess, uh, how we do. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, game's on at 8.30 tonight, so it's going to be a late night. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just regular time. And if it goes into overtime, like it went into double overtime that one night, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 um, this wonderful thing happened, uh, yesterday and then this morning. Okay. So I'm, I'm, go I'm going to take you down memory lane, <laughs> down memory lane. Mm -hmm. I'm hyper caffeinated now. I apologize. I'm slurring a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, do you remember, uh, it'd be 20, how many years ago now? 20 plus years ago it would have been when I was like 21, 22. So 24 years ago it would be around in and around 1991. <laughs> do you how well do you remember 1991? Okay, now is this when we lived on Tiverton across from the very first house that we lived in? No. Oh, uh, wait. Hang on. Yes, oh, yes. Montreal? No, no, this is right after coming back from Montreal. Okay, yeah, because the, yeah, the house was bought which is right across from from the very first yeah, house. Yeah, 20, 27, I think was the number in the house, if I recall. Yeah, yeah so like not, the, not the third house in Winnipeg, the second house in Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah, so uh, at that time, uh, the lady I was seeing um, and our cousin Kelly... And I think yeah. Kara, Kara, they all worked at Pizza Hut. Right. Okay, so um, they, both both cousins worked there, right? Kelly and Kara? Yeah, yeah they both worked at Pizza Hut at the same time, I thought. That's why, that was my recollection. I don't know if, okay. you, if, you know, if you knew this story or not, but they used to have great music playing in the back, like in the kitchen. A lot uh, of... No, I didn't know. Uh, I was in the back more times than I can count because I mean I knew I mean Kelly and Kara like alone for that reason alone and then my ex. Right. Um, anyway, there was always great music playing in the back. It was always it was up and coming stuff. It wasn't necessarily mainstream, but it's stuff that probably easily could have become could become mainstream. And there was always cassettes in the back, and people would be bringing in cassettes and taking cassettes out. Now, I don't know how too much about that particular story, but what would end up happening is that my girlfriend would be bringing home cassettes. Right. Uh, she'd bring them home, and me being the, the music nerd that I am, I'd always be listening to stuff and finding stuff to buy. So, like, oh, this is really good. I'm going to go pick up the cassette. But a lot of the cassettes that came through there were indie bands. So I was discovering a lot of music I wouldn't have heard otherwise. So there was bands like The Look People. Uh, there was a band called Coffin Break. I mean, there was some other stuff too. I, I think, I don't know, Savage Garden strikes me as one of the bands that were, they were listening to. And 
just a bunch of different stuff, but there's some stuff that I gravitated towards that I really, really liked, and I ended up buying, you know, that band CD, if I could find it. Um, oh, what else? There was Meemum and Morgenthaler who came out of that. Anyway, a number of bands. There was I've one... that band. Yeah, they're from Montreal. Okay. Uh, um, and then there was... Uh, the Look People was the big one, but then the other one, there was... Um, there's a band called Bang Tango came out of that. Okay. Uh, they were from L.A. Anyway, so there was one particular song that she had put on a mix or something or whatever. And I don't think I ever... I think I saw the cassette once. And my memory of it was very, very, very spotty. Uh, I thought the name of the song was Wayne's First Bike Ride. And I thought the name of the band was Thirteen. And anyway, it was on a, it was on a, it was on a, someone copied the song on a cassette for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I recopied that song a bunch of times onto a bunch of other, a bunch of other cassettes, but the cassette right. eventually degraded in quality. And, you know, I wanted to make a mix on a CD and I really liked the song. And I listened to the, sh- the shit out of it. So anyway, as the years went by, I tried to find the band, tried to, you know, buy the CD because it was, I was never able to buy the CD or the cassette or anything because I couldn't find them. And this was back in 91, 92, whatever it was. And, um, I used to do, I used, I don't know if you remember, I used to do list my top 50 songs or top hundred songs of the year back then. And they were like number one for me for that year and I kept trying to find that song and then the age of Napster was happening and I tried to find it on there I could try like I I'd do different searches try different combinations mm-hmm. then when Google started I was trying to find the band you know I'd, I'd recite the lyrics type the lyrics out not be able to find it just looking 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 and um, just couldn't find this damn thing so I eventually found the cassette I made it on a cassette mix, and then I did a conversion of it using right. the cassette player thing, and it right. didn't really come out very good. But I wanted I wanted the digital copy of it, and I also wanted to, you know, pay the band for it. I guess. Right. Anyway, just so I mean, this is since 1991 or 92. <laughs> That's a while back. That's a while back. That person, and I, I think at the time I was trying to get my hands on the cassette. And we couldn't remember who had brought the cassette into Pizza Hut. Um, couldn't remember, you know, who it was. If the person might have been fired. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I, I've done periodic searches over the years. And, you know, less frequent as the years go on. And I still couldn't find it. So anyway, so, I, I, so go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I had uh, I had a similar experience with with the song that I couldn't find. Eventually, I did find it. Oh, which I song was that? Uh, well, that was when I used to play with the Stitches. Yep. And we played this song called Inside Out. Oh yeah. And I couldn't figure out who it was that did it. X Y Z. Well, yeah. <laughs> now I know, but I didn't know then. It was like, who does this? Because they they listened to a lot of. Uh, that company and stuff like that so I was trying to you know I figured maybe that band maybe did it but when, and I couldn't find it couldn't find it when I finally found it I went wow there it is I even have the music video at home somewhere oh yeah well yeah. I, I mean I, I 
I played it since. I was like, yeah, that's the song. I like trying to that, that. That's song. a great track. Yeah. I love that song. Everything about it is good. Yeah, it's going to get good. So, um, so I guess after, so you can jump in at any time here too, but so, um, anyway, I, I, I started talking to Matt again. I don't know if you remember Matt from the Star Wars movie that I was in 14 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt was the lead mm-hmm. in the movie. He was the jet the Matt, the main Jedi guy. Anyway, um, I, he actually put out a movie, a, a 20 minute short film about the same situation I was in. There really? is a song he saw in a movie, mm-hmm. and they played, I don't know if they played 30 seconds of the song in the movie, but he really, really, like, it really connected to him, and he spent 10 years trying to find that song, <laughs> and uh, he did a movie about trying to find the song. It was a 20-minute movie about him trying to find the song and the whole story of why it was important to find it and all this stuff, and then, you know, 10 years later, he finds a song, so I watched, I watched the film, because I, I still follow him on, you know, Facebook and stuff, and, I mean, he's a, he's a super good dude, like, I don't know if you've ever met him, but you meet him, and he's like, yeah, this guy is solid, like, the very, very good guy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so I, I don't he's I'm like, oh, he made a short film, like, awesome, like, he, he's, he's done film. Like, I was really excited, so I watched it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is great, like, it resonates with me, I know exactly what he's saying, I went through the same thing, but I never found that freaking song, <laughs> so anyway, so I, I got in touch with him, we ended up talking, and uh, we ended up figuring out a whole bunch of stuff uh, related to the Evil Within movie, which we'll share with, talk about that some other time, but um, anyway, I, he said, why don't you come over and grab the Evil Within stuff that I have? Or I suggested, why don't I drop in and pick it up from his place because it's two minutes from work. So I went to his place at lunch and we ended up talking and we were you know, rehashing old times and that sort of stuff. And I, you know, I told him I really, really liked your movie you did. You know, I really connected with me. I said, you know, interestingly enough, I have my own story like that where I was trying to find this song. And he goes, oh, well, really? So, you know, I, kind of, I shared my story with him. We're trying to find this freaking song. And then uh, he goes, well, what's the name of the song? Well, I, I said, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's called Wings for Bike Ride. And I'm pretty sure the band's name is 13. He goes, oh, okay. So he contacts me the next morning. He says, is it this? <laughs> and he sends me a link to the music, to a music video. Someone created a, not a music video, but you know where they just play the song. It's just a static image. Right. He sent me the Wikipedia entry for this band sent me a link to get the song <laughs> and everything. Wow. And like he found he found the song for me. I'm like <laughs> what a stand up guy to do it. But here's the issue I had all these years is it the name of the song was actually not Wayne's first bike ride. It was the name of the album. Oh. The name of the band was not thirteen and the name of the track was something else. So, so it was completely... You figured it all out with all your... Uh... Yes! He actually went and figured it out for me and then said, is this it? And now he's listening to that song. And he said it might wow. make it onto one of his, you know, year of compilations that he... Because he was making year-end compilations of his favorite songs that year. He says this might make it into it for this year. Wow. So anyway, so the name of the song is actually called... Um, Damn it. 
I, I can't look it on my phone right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll share the link because this band needs some love. But the name of the album was actually Bane's, B-A-I-N, Bane's First Bike Ride. That was the name of the album. And um, I think the name of the song might be Intermission or something like that. But I'll, I'll link it in the podcast notes. And um, the name of the band was actually 15, <laughs> not 13. And they just re-released this album last year. So it, I don't think it's been available until 2017. Oh, really? Yeah. It was only available on cassette. Or potentially on CD for, you know, for a while. They pressed their own CD. But it was an indie label out of California. I didn't even know where they were from. I thought they might have been from here, but they're actually from California. San Diego, I think. Anyway, I'll provide all the links at the bottom of the of the notes for the for the podcast, but... I found my song after 24 years. <laughs> I was dancing. I was listening to it in the kitchen this morning and dancing in my kitchen. I was so fucking happy. So <laughs> you found your, your long lost uh, dog or something? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen him in so many years. Yeah. So. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, because I, well, when I found out my song, yeah, it was like, it was like a, an elation. I was like, wow. Finally, after all the time, I was able to figure, figure out what it was. Yeah, I, I mean, I've tried to look for other songs, like, you know, the, the Who, uh, Eminence Front. Which, which, which song? The Who, what? Eminence Front. Okay. The one that they played, the commercial for the GM, GM oh, commercial. Oh, okay. For trucks. Yeah. Yeah, so, because, and I don't know if they, uh, they do that on purpose, but they, they have that BPM that they use where you're, you know, you, Walk your head up and down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you listen to the Jerry Gordon Mazda commercial with the music in the background there, every time it comes on, my, my head starts bopping again. So they, they've got it down to whatever the BPM is to be able to bounce your head back again. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess what I was trying to figure out was like, what's that? Like, why was I so obsessed? Why were you so obsessed with that XYZ song? Why was Matt so obsessed with the song he was trying to find? Like, well, you know, you know that you get that, you get that song in your head, yeah, and it just doesn't want to go away, yep. But you can't figure out what it is. Yeah. You remember the, epi- the episode of Married with Children when Al was trying to figure out that song? Oh yeah. He's going him, and then then he goes to this guy at the record store and he goes, "This guy knows every song. Just hum a bar, and know exactly what it is." She goes up and goes. Him, <laughs> and you couldn't figure it out. And then one, and then one day, because it was like a, a earworm, or they call it, it was just in his head, and he just couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. And then one day, he heard on radio, like, whoa, 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 whoa. and then he starts dancing. <laughs> it was like, it was like that. It was like he found his long lost friend, like, I think. Because any time I would noodle on the guitar or whatever, I would I would use it to pick the riff. Yeah. The beginning riff of that show. Oh yeah, sure, oh. yeah. And it was like. God, I wish I could find this song because I could, I could, you know, you know, do the rest of it. But I even um, have, I even have a version or uh, a jam that you and I did in Montreal when you came to visit me in Montreal. And we actually played that song. Oh, did we? And I actually recorded a vocal over top of it. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. Oh, that guitar that I had, that red. Uh, uh, yeah, red I think that must have been what you were playing. That was that had. It was. It had the best resonance 
that I've ever heard in a guitar. Yep. And, and playing struts, the single coils had that spin sound. Yeah. It just had the duels like a you know like a Gibson. Yeah, yeah. So so it had a nice full sound, but the the frets were had had been dressed so many times that your fingers weren't even on the frets anymore. They were just rubbing right on the frets. Yeah. Didn't you fix the neck on that thing at some point? And it was hard to play. It does. You fixed the neck on that thing at some point, didn't you? No, I never. I didn't ever get a chance. I loaned it to a, a friend of mine, and then his house got broken. Then, then it was stolen. Yeah. yeah. Stolen. But, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was a hard, uh, hard one to play. And I remember whatever amp I went to, it didn't sound very good. No. I uh, at, at the time I was well not that I'm not now but I was I was such a big Todd fan that when you came to Montreal and you want and I, I don't know how it happened but we were jamming in the garage mm-hmm. and I, you were actually willing to jam with me that was a, probably the that was the first time we would have jammed together mm-hmm. it would have been yeah because we we did play together later when I was when I came back to Winnipeg after the Montreal stint I was uh, playing with Dan and occasionally you would come and sit in with us and play yeah right but the first time we played together would have been back then in Montreal yeah yeah that was probably when we moved here uh, in 87 I remember I I had my old key renowned uh, amp with my uh, digital delay pedal that's when I had done all those weird oh yeah that's right things on that red BASF cassette tape uh, I remember that yeah <laughs> kind of new this is my noodle uh, <clears throat> my noodle period but yeah I don't know if you had did you have drums I think you had drums at that point I would have drums yeah because I got the drums in Winnipeg before I moved to Montreal right um, just before it, it would have been the year before I moved to Montreal I probably didn't even have them that long and I was playing I was playing a lot that was in our first house on, on in, in Winnipeg right and I played all the time and I remember the I learned how to play drums from listening to Creatures of the Night the Creatures of the Night album with Eric Carr yeah yeah because I don't know if do you, do, you, do you know that album at all Creatures of the Night, that's where they have all their pictures on the front? Oh, well, they had, like, the, the four of them, and they kind of had weird eyes. Yeah. It almost looked like yeah, their eyes were closed and someone, someone painted eyes on their on their eyelids. Yeah, they were, like, they were almost, like, uh, not neon eyes, but their yeah. eyes were kind of glowing. Phosphorescent or something? Yeah. Yeah, and it had I Love It Loud was on that album. That was the, the big single. You know, I Love It Loud. That song was on there. But that album, the way they liked the drums on that album, mm-hmm. and it was meat and potatoes, Led Zeppelin style uh, playing. Oh, okay. It was so good. I that's how I learned to play drums. I had that, and had a Carmen a, a PC um, uh, instructional book that came with a, uh, I think with a with a record, one of those okay. plastic. Remember they used to make those plastic floppy records. Oh, the the ones in the magazines, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah, had one of the magazine that Yeah, so I had one of those, and I converted the record to uh, I recorded it onto cassette. Mm-hmm. So between that album and that instructional thing, it actually taught me how to read, uh, uh, like uh, theory, like how to how to read music. That's how I right. learned how to read drum music was from that. 
from that book. So thank you, Carmen Apisi. <laughs> so that that's Rod Stewart's drummer. I don't know if you know who that is, but that was Rod oh, Stewart's okay. drummer. Yeah, and he yeah, was also yeah. in a band called Vanilla Fudge. I'd heard that one. Uh, King Cobra. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He was always a guest drummer. He also played on the Paul Stanley uh, solo album in 1978. That was uh, okay. Paul's drummer. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so we that's the drum kit we pl- I played on in Montreal. And I actually took that whole session that we, that whole, I don't know how long we jammed, 45 minutes or something. I, I actually took every complete song that we jammed to mm-hmm. and then I sang a vocal over top of it and put it on my quote unquote album that I did. I did three albums. I recorded three albums worth of material when I was in Montreal. Right. And uh, the third album had basically all the tracks you and I did together. And I just did a vocal over top. So it's just you and me jamming, just drums and guitar. And then I did a vocal. And one of them was, was the XYZ Inside Out song. Oh, okay. Uh, we did Best of Both Worlds. We did Summer Nights. Uh, a couple of original songs where we were just okay. jamming. I don't know what they were, but I just I made up, I created a vocal for two songs. I should send you that shit. You should probably just laugh because it's so bad. Like, yeah, interesting here. I I have a bunch of cassettes here, and I'm sure they're a mixture of yours that are in with mine because they're all I your hand. I sent you shit, yeah. And you've made these maybe mine copies that you gave me, but I don't know if there's some of these that belong to you. So one of these days we get together, I'll, yeah. I'll have to dig them out and we'll have to take a look. Well, I did convert all of those songs to MP3. I, I did a long stint of. Uh, my three solo cassettes or albums or whatever you want to call them. Like, I converted them all to MP3. Some of those songs ended up being Salty Bear songs, like, later. Like, I get Dan to to play guitar over top some of the stuff. Right. Um, and then uh, they became Salty Bear songs. But, was, I don't know, I, I, I didn't play... Excuse me, I didn't play guitar. So writing songs was kind of weird. It just had a beat <laughs> and a vocal, and really that's all it was. Well, when we lived, well, when you lived in that other house, when you guys came back, I remember, well, that picture, that profile picture that I have on my Facebook that I have <laughs> with your those, parachute pants, those pants on, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was in the basement there. Yes, and we we're recording with that yellow radio. Yes. Oh, yeah, that thing was awesome. And you can see, and you can see your right arm in the picture, and you're just, you're just skin and bones. Oh yeah, I was skinny. I was so skinny. Skin and bones and a mullet. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's when I had my and, mullet. I grew my hair out later after that. I actually had, I actually, I, I don't know how long I had the mullet for, but I did have the full length hair for longer than I had the mullet, but everybody remembers the mullet. <laughs> I, but I lost all those pictures because I lost all those in the in my split. Well, you, well, your grad picture had. Oh, God, yeah. I had your long. Yeah long hair but we used to take like the dad's acoustic and we went I remember we went on we were on the uh, the patio yep and then we wrote a bunch of songs there that were recorded we recorded one in the bathroom Did as we? well yep because we're like oh everyone always talks about because I can't remember who made the comment it might have been you but we said well people always say they sound much better in the bathroom so we ended up we you and I both went in the bathroom with the, with the acoustic guitar and we uh, we we came up with this. We made up a song on this on the spot. 
you just play guitar and I just made up a vocal and the lyrics like came on the spot and then we also did one on the back we had the beer up your ass song I don't know if you remember that song the what? beer up your ass song <laughs> it's awesome I definitely would remember that one <laughs> oh my god I, I still have all of that stuff I still that's all stuff I gotta convert to uh, mp3 but I still have all the cassettes for all that stuff but those are some of the songs that I wanted to record for uh, a new album like there was a few of those that we could maybe do something with yeah I mean we can revive if you can if you can re- if bands can redo songs that are already out there I'm sure we can redo ones that we've done we and revamp them to whatever we want yeah, oh yeah for so, sure so well, the basic song is there. I'm sure we can definitely do something. Oh yeah, I'm, for I'm sure. A, I'm, a, I'm amazed studios don't have a booth. It's called the back. <laughs> yeah. Like why would why wouldn't you have a singer like singing in a booth that's called the bathroom? Like you've got your perfect acoustic echo. Yeah, just have tile walls or whatever. Yeah, but I guess the only problem is you have reverb. That's a reverb in there, but you can't remove it that easy you can remove it but then the voice kind of gets pixelated a bit yeah you're fiddling around with it. yeah but there must be a, a recording setting because you've got hall setting you've got small room setting there must be a bathroom setting I'm sure they don't call it bathroom but I'm sure you can tweak the one of the ones that are already open that'd be awesome <laughs> But yeah, I still have all that stuff. So actually, now that you reminded me, I think I'm going to... I didn't convert that stuff yet because we had that song we did. Um, like, we had all the acoustic stuff that we did, but then we also had the, uh, the comeback song. And then... Um, what was that other song? We did. We recorded two songs with that four track. Yeah, the... Yeah, uh, I Want My Candy. Yeah. Wasn't that what it was called, I think? Yeah. Yeah, we borrowed Sitch's uh, four-track recorder. Yep. And then we had the... And I, I, don't, I think we borrowed the drum... And the drum looper machine, machine yeah. Yeah, so we recorded the drums on one track, and then we had to put guitar into the track, and then we had to amalgamate two tracks into one track. Yep. And and this is all with just a regular cassette with, with four sides, right? Yep, exactly, yeah. So, or with, you know, so you get two tracks, two stereo tracks on one side, you flip over, you two stereo tracks on the other side, so the four-track record uses all tracks at once, but you have to keep dumping it down to one track. Yeah, and then you, you start to lose uh, degrade quality after yeah, a while. Oh, you really lose quality. But not as bad, yeah. not as bad as the Ghetto Blaster, the, the dual cassette Ghetto Blaster we used to use to split tracks. Do you remember that? Well, I mean, that had, the microphone on it was like the size of a pinhead. Yep. And, and back then the technology yeah. <laughs> well that was that was my that was my um, my yellow one my yellow yeah, ghetto I mean, blaster yeah yeah like I, 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 they were all like that like mine the one I had the old one same idea the silver one we used yeah. to record it zaps in the, in the basement and then you could uh, later play the cassette on one side and record into the cassette on the other side and kind of you know create tracks that way yeah, we just just hit record and then just play and then hopefully it comes out you know decent. Yeah, yeah, one take. I <laughs> can't find any of them. I don't know where they all went to. I think like, the, time, like the cassettes, you mean? Case. 
What's that? All those cassettes, you mean? Yeah, because what I did is I had I had the cassettes and I would keep them with me in a zip bag, and then I, I had them and we went to Uncle Ronnie's one time and I brought them with me and I left them in the back seat on the floor. So, little beknownst to me, Dad and and Uncle Ronnie went out to the liquor store. That day, because when we went to leave, I went to the car and said, well, where's my bag? So, I guess they went there, of course, there you don't know locks the doors, right? Yeah, I know. So, obviously, someone was filtering through there and grabbed them, and now it's, a, and it's stuff like that, keepsakes that go missing, it's like, wow, now what? They're gone. You can't, it's, it's unreplaceable. Yeah, I had one of my Salty Bear uh, CDs was stolen when my car got broken into, but... I had the presence of mind, and we had the technology back then that I did have MP3 versions of everything. Yeah, or you make a copy and you take that with you. If it goes missing, who cares? Yeah, make yeah. Another copy. That's why I have so copies nowadays, of everything. After after you told me that story originally about losing your shit in the car. Well, even like even the the music, like on hard drives, external drives. I got an external drive, a 300 gig drive that that's older. That had all the music. That had, that had like 300 gigs of music. And uh, one day I tried to plug in the drive, and it just, all I hear we go click, yep. click, click. And I thought, oh, great. Something's wrong with the head. It's not working now. I've lost all this music. So I, actually, I did end up getting it to work one time when I plugged it in. And it seems to work ever since. But I bought a new drive, and I just dumped all the music and everything on it. So I had a duplicate of it. I've been keeping everything on my hard drive and on and on one external, and then I actually did the, went to the point of actually sharing everything to a second external, but that other right. external died. <laughs> so it's a good thing I had like a you know I I got backup copies of everything and even my salty bear albums I actually um, pressed or whatever you want to call it burnt a shit ton right. of them, so I have like multiple copies of everything like. Anyway. I think I have I think I have some of those copies here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I have arrived at my destination. So Alrighty I'm going then. to sign off. You go enjoy your game. Alrighty. And, um, yeah, I'm gonna so I'm gonna share the song and listen to uh once I share it on the podcast I'll I'll put a link to the song as well so you can take a listen to it. Yeah, I want to hear it. They have it on YouTube and see if you remember the song. But I don't know why I like this song. I'm not a that's not totally my kind of music. But well, I love this song. something about it. Yeah, but there's something about it. Anyway, I got to run in. Sylvie's going to class. So uh, I will see you on the flip side. We will see you. All right, bye. All right. Bye.